This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast, when we choose to forgive and to not let unforgiveness or bitterness take root in our heart, um, we don't give Satan a, a foothold in our life. And when Satan gets a foothold in your life, he will use it and he'll just mine away at, at you and he'll try to destroy you. You know, there's a, there's a great quote that I uh, used in my message uh, by a professor named Lewis Smeads where he said, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and to discover that the prisoner was you. You know, when we let unforgiveness and bitterness um, take root and harbor deep in our hearts, the thing is that unforgiveness, that bitterness doesn't affect the other person at all, but it can destroy us from the inside out if we're not careful. Thanks for listening to Activate, a ministry of Journey Church International in Lee Summit, Missouri. My name is Brandon, and this week joining me is Pastor Mike Evans. Pastor Mike is our pastor of family ministries at Journey Church International. And Pastor Mike had the opportunity to share a message with us at Journey this past Sunday. And we are in week number eight of our summer series, The Parables of Jesus, where we are learning from the master to storyteller himself, Jesus Christ. Um, we're looking closer at the important spiritual truths found in the parables that Jesus taught. This week's teaching was on the parable of the unmerciful servant found in Matthew chapter 18. Pastor Mike, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Brandon. It's good to be here. I am uh, thankful that you have carved out a few minutes of your week to to share with us on the podcast. Pastor Mike, your assignment this week was to teach on the parable of the unmerciful servant. Ultimately, it was a message on forgiveness, right? So, so let's get real. Forgiving others for the wrong they have done to us is really, really hard. It's really hard. So as a Christian, is the act of forgiving others a requirement? Do we have to forgive other people? Because I, I feel like so many Christians choose not to forgive. Can you unpack this for us a little bit? Well, let me first say, I, I think we've incorrectly preached a works-based forgiveness that you can only be forgiven if you forgive. And clearly we all know that forgiveness between us and God isn't related on anything except our heart to ask God for forgiveness right. for our sins, right? Um, so we should, but that being said, the the parable here teaches that we should forgive, that mm -hmm. we should forgive. One of the key lessons of this parable where the servant in the story is first forgiven of a massive debt to his king, totaling in our financial terms over $16 million, but then he turns right around and demands payment from another servant who owes him just a hundred days pay, which is also a lot of money, but nothing in light of the debt he had just been forgiven of. And the master, when he finds out about the servant who he had just forgiven's actions, he threw him in jail for what was likely the rest of his life. And then, and then Jesus says in verse 35 there, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or your sister from the heart. So forgiveness is important. We should forgive. There's no doubt about it. So as I said in the message, our ability to forgive others it really shows or it demonstrates our understanding of how much we have been forgiven for. And there's an undeniable link in Scripture here. Jesus himself said in Matthew 6 in the Sermon on the Mount, if you forgive men for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men, then your heavenly Father will not forgive your transgressions. And, you know, to your last question there, where you, uh, I, I, where you said so many Christians choose not to forgive. Right. This is such a true and an unfortunate statement, but I like the way you use the word choose in there, though. Um, so many Christians today struggle with forgiving others because forgiveness carries with it so much emotion. You know, we think things like, if I forgive that person who hurt me, then 
then I'm letting them off the hook. Or like if I forgive that person, then, then I'm going to lose that feeling that I have in my own heart of kind of righteous anger that I know I'm right and I know what they did was wrong and I lose control if I forgive them. And both of those statements are true. Yes, you do in a sense, let them off of your hook. And yes, it's also true. Uh, you have to let go of that anger. But to the person who refuses to forgive, I would, I would say a few things. That, that forgiveness, even though you're letting your offender off of the hook, it doesn't take them off of God's hook. Mm-hmm. And that's not a hook I would want to be on at all. You see, forgiveness releases the offender from your custody and turns him over to God, who's really the righteous judge, the one and only one who's able to re- and responsible to mete out justice. And the other thing I would say is that the, the Bible tells us to forgive, and in, in that forgiving, in that releasing of the hurt, we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the podcast, God brings great comfort to our hearts and our lives. He even gives us compassion for that other person. Let me uh, let me ask you this. This may seem like a really simple question, Pastor Mike, but I have to ask it anyways. I, I feel like we oftentimes get the wrong idea of forgiveness. You've kind of alluded that already, alluded to that already. What is forgiveness? Can you can you can you kind of define that or, or or share with us practically what is what is forgiveness? Man, I'm so glad you asked that question, Brandon, because there really are two sides to this word forgiveness that we that we use. There's what I would call the vertical side of forgiveness, mm-hmm. and then there's what I would call the horizontal side. The vertical meaning talk, speaking to between us and God, and the horizontal side kind of between people, between us and one another. And that vertical side of forgiveness between us and God, that's the act of God by which believers are put into a right relationship with God and transferred from death to life through the sacrifice of Jesus. Uh, Vertical forgiveness has everything to do with our sins being forgiven. It's kind of an economic term, uh, similar to the word redemption, uh, between us and God, like a a debt has been paid, a debt has been forgiven uh, because of what Jesus did for us. And of course, forgiveness between us and God is found in Jesus in his atoning or sacrificial death for our sins. So that's like the first side of forgiveness, the vertical side. Mm -hmm. And then there's the horizontal side of forgiveness, and that's kind of between us and one another. And this is the maybe what most people think of when they think about forgiveness. It's the act or the attitude toward those who have wronged us or hurt us that restores relationship and fellowship. It's a letting go of anger and bitterness and control towards someone who's wronged you and leaving judgment of their sin in God's hands, not yours. And so when I forgive you, I'm letting go of control, and I'm saying God will take care of the of the issue. That's good. Well, let me ask you a third question today, Pastor Mike, if I can. In the parable of the unmerciful servant, you clearly showed us that the servant was forgiven of an incredible debt, and yet he refused to show that same forgiveness to the others who were indebted to him. Um, I loved how you put it in your message. He wanted the benefits of forgiveness, but not the responsibility to be a forgiver. What What is our responsibility as a forgiver? Maybe a good way to answer this question, Brandon, would be to talk about what forgiveness isn't and then talk about what forgiveness is. Uh, first, forgiveness is not about feelings. You know, so often we carry a lot of feelings with emotion, but that's not what it's really about. Forgiveness is a choice. Um, feelings aren't. You just have feelings. You, you can't choose whether or not to have them. But but when we forgive, it's, a, it's something we choose to do. Um, it's an opportunity to let God to rule over your emotions, over your feelings, uh, to stay the course and to keep on forgiving by faith, to to make that conscious choice, that conscious act of the will. It's It can be a process. It can take time to um, 
to really come to that place of full and total forgiveness. But again, it's a choice we, we, we make. And it takes time to get right, and it's not easy. I talk about in, in the message uh, about when I was assaulted when I was in college and the damage that those guys who assaulted me did both to my body and kind of to my heart. And to this day, I still carry physical issues related to that assault. But I also, if I was to be really honest with you, from time to time, I carry some emotional scars that, that I still carry, and I have to choose again to go, Lord, I can't believe this has creeped up again after all these years, but here it is. And again, I have to choose to forgive those guys who did that to me for whatever reason they did it to me. You know, another thing forgiveness is not about is it's not about forgetting. The Bible, this is kind of something that people, uh, it might surprise people to hear this, but, but the Bible never says that God forgets our sins. <laughs> it does say that he doesn't count our sins against us. It does say that he chooses not to remember them against us in Hebrews chapter 10. And it would be patronizing of me to say, just forget about the pain that's been caused to you. That's not healthy, and that's not what I believe God wants us to do. Our responsibility is not to forget the pain, it's to, um, or to ignore the feelings caused by the hurt, because those are just there. You can't control when feelings crop up. But to give them to God and to let, again, let Him deal with them. When we choose to forgive and to not let unforgiveness or bitterness take root in our heart, um, we don't give Satan a, sa- a foothold in our life. And when Satan gets a foothold in your life, he will use it and he'll just mine away at, at you and he'll try to destroy you. You know, there's a, there's a great quote that I uh, used in my message uh, by a professor named Lewis Smeads where he said, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and to discover that the prisoner was you. You know, when we let unforgiveness and bitterness um, take root and harbor deep in our hearts, the thing is that unforgiveness, that bitterness doesn't affect the other person at all. But it can destroy us from the inside out if we're not careful. Forgiveness is a choice. It's an act of the will. And it's hard. And it's not easy. It's grown-up Christianity, really, <laughs> to forgive when we've been hurt, when we've been wronged. And that's why it's such a challenging thing for us to do. That's why Jesus talks so much about it in the Gospels. Well, Pastor Mike, I appreciate your transparency and kind of unpacking that assault that happened to you. I know it took a lot of courage for you to do that and to bring that back up, but it's it's really encouraging for us as we listen to it to see how you've chosen to forgive those individuals. And and it's really um, practical and really opening, eye-opening for all of us to hear how that kind of creeps up with you from time to time. So, Pastor Mike, one of my favorite lines from your message was this, Jesus puts no limits on forgiveness because his forgiveness is limitless. You helped us understand in the parable that when we are asked to forgive others 70 times 7, it didn't actually refer to a number of times we should forgive. Perhaps someone is listening right now, Pastor Mike, and they don't buy anything you're saying, right? They might be thinking, Pastor Mike, if you only knew how I've been hurt, uh, there's no possible way I can forgive. For this individual or for the individuals that might be saying that right now, learning to forgive won't happen overnight. So how can this person begin the process of forgiving? Man, that's a difficult question, but it's an important one. And I would say this, forgiving someone is a choice, but the outworking of the restoration of a relationship and reconciliation in a broken friendship, it, it may take way more work than any single prayer or decision. And by God's grace, we can choose to forgive in a moment of time. And as a rule, the point of forgiveness is then followed by a process of healing and restoration. 
but we don't experience healing and restoration until we choose to forgive. If that makes sense, the willingness to choose to forgive is the starting place. It's the beginning place of true healing. And when that begins, then it can grow on us. Maybe I could compare it to this. Um, It's like when with salvation, we make a point in time decision to follow Jesus. And then, and then we learn as we go and we grow in our faith and our relationship with Jesus. When it comes to the air of forgiveness, we choose to forgive our forgiveness, forgive our offender. And then the process of healing and reconciliation begins. So, So often we think we have to work through a process and then forgive. And really that's backwards thinking. The right way to think about it is choose, make the choice to say, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to forgive. And then the Lord can begin to mine away at redeeming and and reconciling. Mm. Well, last question for today, Pastor Mike, and we're going to kind of do something we've never really done on the podcast. So let's just have a little fun with this. You ended your message with some really practical steps to being freed from the captivity of unforgiveness. Mm. For our podcast, let's let's do a little role play. Let's pretend I have a hurt. I've hurt you in some significant way. Ouch. I, I pray I haven't done that, bud. <laughs> no, nope, we're good. Um, after you've been able to process the pain in a healthy way, walk us through the conversation you would have with me in an effort to forgive me. Mm-hmm. What would that look like? Well, Brandon, if you had hurt me, <laughs> this is so weird to talk about, but if you had hurt me, if you had offended me in some way, where I would start would be this. I would, I would, I would ask God to, and it sounds, maybe it sounds kind of crazy to the listener, but just bear with me. And I think you'll understand why this is where we start. The first place I want to start is, is to ask God to forgive me for any of my sin, my own personal sin. You know, the Bible talks in Psalm 139, David says, see if there be any wicked way in me and then lead me into the way everlasting. I would first say, God, if there's anything in me that is wrong or is sinful or is broken, hmm. I want to first confess that to you and, and, and recognize then that Jesus died on the cross for my sin and he died on the cross for Brandon's sin, that, that I'm no more saved than Brandon is and, and uh, we are brothers in Christ. We are, uh, as, as friends, as brothers, we, that's, that's, that's what the truth says. And, and then, to, then the next step in the process would be to, to say something like this. If, if God, if you forgave me for what I have done, then I can forgive others for what they have done. That, that to, to remind myself, I always find it helpful to remind myself that it was Brandon's sin against me, and it was my sin against maybe Brandon or others that nailed Jesus to the cross. That if, if, if I am walking around forgiven of my sin, what right do I have to not forgive Brandon for his sin against me? And the Bible talks a lot about that. If we can't forgive our brother, how, how will the, our Heavenly Father uh, forgive us? In fact, that's a whole point of this parable of the unmerciful servant. And then I would choose to forgive. I would say, I forgive Brandon for whatever it is you had done to hurt me or to offend me as an act of the will, not related to my emotions, but as a choice. I choose to release Brandon from the hold that his sin against me has on my heart. Pastor Mike, is that a conversation you're having with me? No. Or is that something internal in your mind that you're working through? What's that look like? I haven't talked to you at all yet, Brandon. Gotcha. I'm gotcha. talking to God okay. about you. Got it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, me, me and God are having us a conversation yeah. about Brandon. Um, and release Brandon. And then as I forgive Brandon in my heart, I release him from any obligation he has to me. 
Uh, in other words, I'm not going to try to make Brandon pay for his sin against me. I'm not going to look for revenge. I'm not going to look for justice or mm-hmm. so many things that so many of us do. It's not mine to pay anyway. It's, it's God already paid for it. Um, and oftentimes when this happens, I, the Lord will reveal sin in my own heart and he'll reveal sin that I need to deal with. Forgive. And so I'll, it'll again go back to me. God, forgive me for not having as forgiving a spirit as I needed to towards Brandon. And, and here's what, here's the crazy thing that happens when, when we're um, processing forgiveness in a way that God intends us for us to do. One of the crazy things that happens is this, is that rather than being upset with you, what happens is, is God gives me compassion for you. Hmm. And rather than me saying, God, I want to get back at Brandon, I begin to ask, I begin to think what must be going on in Brandon's life to have caused him to treat me in that way? Hmm. Like what's, what's the backstory to that? I didn't like, this doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem like his, a way he normally acts towards me. So, um, God give me compassion for him in some way. Help me to understand because the truth is that I've hurt other people in the way that you've hurt me. And so what is it about me when I hurt other people? It's probably the same thing it is about you when you're hurting me, if that makes sense. And then oftentimes it just goes deeper into my own heart. And I, and I have to confess more sin to God and ask God to heal my heart and to heal my spirit and to heal my mind. And then after I've kind of been through this process in my own heart, in my own journal, in my own quiet time, um, then I can approach you with my heart being right with God. You know, and the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, as far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. And um, if that's the case, if, if I'm right with God and I in my own heart am right with you, then, then I can be at peace with you and then we can have the conversation. And then after I've kind of gotten right with you, Brandon, in my own heart, with between me and God, then with my heart right, then I can come to you and I can approach you and say, hey, Brandon, I want you to know that I love you. I want you to know that I care about you. But when you said or did whatever it is you said or did, it made me feel and then explain to you how it made me feel. It hurt me. It offended me. It angered me, whatever it is that it, that it did to me. And then say, because, and help you understand why it made me feel the way it felt. I want you to know that I love you. I want you to know that I forgive you. I release you. And I want us to be right with each other so we can both be right with God, because that's what the scripture teaches. When we're right with each other, we're right with God. We make it sound so easy right here. It's not easy. And it's not easy, but so crucial, Mm -hmm. so important. Yeah. And it's such a skill that we've really lost in the body of Christ, so much conflict, so much anger, so many, so many conversations that need to be had mm-hmm. in this area of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. But once you forgive, it's free. It right? is. Yeah. So free. And you figure out, like I said in that quote, that the prisoner wasn't them. It's you mm-hmm. who gets set free. So good. Such a great reminder, Pastor Mike. And I want to thank you for carving out a few minutes of your week to have a conversation with us on the podcast. I, I, I believe it's going to be so helpful for others. And uh, we'll be praying for you. I know you've got to dart out of town to to care for your mom and and the rest of your family. So we'll be praying for you for safe journeys and safe travels and be praying for your mom as well. So thank you, Pastor Mike. Appreciate that, Brandon. And thank you so much for listening to Activate. Our prayer is that you have found our conversation extremely helpful as you learn how to be more like Jesus, specifically in the area of forgiveness. We really believe that freedom will come as you learn to forgive in the same way that Jesus forgave 
you. We look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.